السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد أبو نضرة reported that أبو سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه he would say مرحبا he would say welcome I welcome you according to the وصية the instruction of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam meaning i welcome you here why because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he would instruct us specifically to welcome you and what he meant by you was talabatul hadith the seekers of hadith meaning those who came to him in order to learn the sacred knowledge the knowledge that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam left for us the knowledge of hadith so i also welcome every single one of you may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your coming here may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for every step that you took and the commitment that you've made inshallah on a weekly basis to learn the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the thing is that seeking the knowledge of hadith learning the knowledge of hadith is not something ordinary this is not like learning a worldly science or some worldly knowledge in another institution when you go out in order to learn the words of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam you are actually engaged in an act of worship because it is said that al-ilmu ibadah knowledge is worship how so because learning knowledge requires what the right intention learning knowledge requires what effort on the part of the seeker and learning knowledge when a person is seeking divine knowledge then knowledge is a means of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knowledge is a means of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is why al-ilmu ibadah knowledge seeking it preserving it memorizing it studying it passing it on everything related to it is certainly an act of worship so i remind all of you and myself that when we come here let us not forget that we are worshiping allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are not coming here for any other reason we're not coming here so that we can tell people i'm learning sahih bukhari We're not coming here 
just so that we can pass our time. We are coming here to worship our Lord. Especially because we are doing this where? In which place? In a masjid. And what is a masjid? What is a masjid? It's a house of Allah. Isn't it so? And we learn that, as you can see in the hadith that's written over here, that when a person goes to a masjid, in the morning or in the evening, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala builds for him a home in paradise. This is something so special near Allah, that a servant is leaving their home and going to the masjid. Now imagine if we're combining this act of going to the masjid with the act of seeking knowledge, with the right intention. This is why I welcome you. I congratulate you. We learned that Kathir ibn Qais, he said that I was sitting with Abu Darda radiallahu anhu. He said I was sitting with him in a masjid of Damascus. Again, Abu Darda was where? In a masjid. And while he was sitting there, a man came. And he said that I have come all the way from the city of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And I have come here not for any other reason. I have not come here for any business. I have not come here to visit a relative. I have not come here for a vacation. The only reason why I have come here is to listen to a hadith from you. He traveled from Medina to Damascus, not on a plane, not on a train, not in a bus. He traveled a difficult journey and he came to hear one hadith from Abu Darda radiallahu anhu. My dear sisters, people in the past traveled not just for a day or two. They spent their entire lives to find people who had the knowledge of hadith so that they could learn from them directly the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. This is part of our religious tradition to travel, to leave the comfort of your home in order to seek knowledge. So every Sunday morning, when you have to leave your house, whether cold or hot, whether you have a busy, exhausting week or not, whether you have a lot of commitments on the weekend or not, you are leaving your comfort and your luxury, and you're going out, and you come and learn even one hadith. Remember, it is worth it. It is worth it. Why do I say that it is worth it? Because when this man came to Abu Darda, Abu Darda radiallahu anhu said to him, that I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, that man salaka tariqan yatlubu fihi ilman salaka allahu bihi tariqan min turuqil jannah. That Whoever person, whoever person, anybody that goes out on a path in order to seek knowledge, then Allah 
will make him walk on a path that will take him to paradise. So when you go to seek hadith, when you leave your home to learn even one hadith, you're lucky. You're fortunate. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that such a person, Allah will make them walk on the path to paradise. In Surah Al-Fatiha, we make dua to Allah. اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ O Allah, guide us to the straight path. And this dua we make in every salah, in every rak'ah. Your salah is not valid unless and until you recite which surah? Surah Al-Fatiha. It's not valid. So when we're asking Allah for the straight path, what is that path? It is the path that leads to Allah's in'am. صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ The path that leads to Allah's approval. And where is that? It is in paradise. So the one who goes out in order to seek knowledge, then Allah will make him walk on the path to paradise. What this means is that when a person goes out to seek knowledge, then Allah will guide him or her upon the straight path. Seeking knowledge is a means of finding the straight path. It is a means of remaining firm on the straight path. And when a person seeks knowledge, then their rank is also raised in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah says in the Qur'an, that يَرْفَعِ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمَ مِنْكُمْ دَرَجَاتٍ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises the status of those who believe and also those people who have been given knowledge. So with faith and with knowledge, a person's status is elevated. This is why the hadith continues, that indeed the angels lower their wings. For who? For talibil ilm, for the seeker of knowledge. Because the seeker of knowledge, their status is high near Allah. And if their status is high near Allah, then how do you think the angels, the devout servants of Allah, will deal with that student of knowledge? The angels lower their wings, meaning they spread them out, or they come down in order to honor the student of knowledge. The hadith continues, that indeed, the knowledgeable person, he is such that, Whoever that is in the skies and whoever that is in the earth, they seek forgiveness for him. This is big. The knowledgeable person, who seeks forgiveness for him? Whoever that is in the skies and whoever that is in the earth. Meaning the creation in the skies, the creation in the earth, they seek forgiveness for him. And even the fish, that are in water, seek forgiveness for the knowledgeable person. And indeed, the hadith continues, and indeed, the superiority of the knowledgeable person upon the worshiper is like the superiority of the moon upon the rest of the stars. 
when you see the night sky and the moon is full, what is it that draws your attention? Is it the tiny stars or is it the full moon? It's the full moon. This is the superiority of a knowledgeable person. Over who? The worshippers. The hadith continues that indeed the knowledgeable ones, the ulama, they are the heirs of the prophets. They are the ones who have inherited from the treasure that the prophets have left behind. Because the prophets, when they passed away, they did not leave behind gold and silver. They did not leave behind dirham and dinar, gold coins and silver coins. What is it that the prophets left behind? What is the legacy of the prophets? It is sacred knowledge. So whoever takes a share of the sacred knowledge, then what has he taken? What has he taken? Something ordinary? No. He has taken a good portion, a huge portion of khair. He has taken something very valuable. So when you come here, my dear sisters, think about this. You are coming here to get treasure. You are coming here to increase in your riches. You are coming here to add to whatever little treasure that you already have, inshaAllah. Because the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about it, that huwa khayrun mimma yajma'oon, that it is better than all that people gather. And the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ is the explanation of the Qur'an. It is the detail of the Qur'an. It is with the Qur'an. And so, when we are collecting knowledge of hadith, what are we collecting? What are we collecting? We are collecting treasure. We are collecting something that will make us richer. Not in worldly terms, but in spiritual terms. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to benefit from the sacred knowledge. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to purify our intentions from the beginning to the end. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that every time we come here, our sins are also forgiven. Every time we come here, our status is also elevated near Allah. And every time we come here, we gain a big portion of khair. Do you all know about the hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ said that he asked the companions one day that which of you would like to go to such and such marketplace and come back with a camel or two for free without having committed any sin or any kind of wrongdoing. And the people said, of course we would. Every one of us would like that. That we go to the marketplace and come back with free, expensive items. We didn't pay any money for it. And we didn't steal it. We didn't cheat anyone. We just got it for free. And the best camels. Camels were what? Vehicles back then. 
Right? So the Prophet ﷺ said that if any one of you were to go to the masjid and learn over there one ayah, that would be better for him than coming back with a free camel. And if anyone were to go and learn two ayat, two verses, that would be better than two camels. Three verses, that would be better than three camels. So basically, as many verses as you memorize, the better it is. So how many verses did you memorize today? Five. Congratulations. You're richer. Alhamdulillah.